Okay, we are live episode 154. That is 154. For those that don't know what 154 looks like, uh, we've got a good one. We've got Sydney Chasen with Chasen Dreams Farm. It's real. I already confirmed it is. That's her last name. Uh, and then we have uh, Karen Samuelson and Allison Smith from Umai Marketing. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I like that wallpaper back there, by the way. I don't know if that's wallpaper or if it's like a sheet or whatever. Both of you guys have really great wallpaper on the bottom of the screen. Anyway, that's for later. We'll get to it. Anyways, Sydney, um, let's get into it. We, I think, are talking snacks. Uh, when did you start the company? What's it all about? Sure thing. So Chase and Dreams Farm, we are a snack brand creatively crafting humble ingredients. So we believe that Delicious and indulgent snacks are packed full of not so good stuff and better for you snacks are often perceived as boring, bland, lacking taste appeal. So as a brand, we're creating better for you, more fun for you, clean label snacks. And we have two lines of products um, made out of sorghum grain, which is an amazing U.S. grown ancient grain that's never genetically modified, regeneratively farmed and drought resilient. So we make a popcorn alternative, our crunchy tiny pops, and then we make a Cheeto puff alternative, our crunchy ancient grain puffs. And ooh, on paper, I think we were incorporated in 2018, but things really properly started getting rolling, you know, full scale manufacturing, et cetera, in February, 2021. And fun fact for you folks, uh, most of the better for you stuff out there isn't really better for you. Do Correct. your education. Now, get back to the show here, and we'll go into 2018. Got it going a little bit later. Um, is it just yourself? Do you have a small team? What does that look like? Yeah, so I'm a sole founder, but uh, I'm full-time. I've got one person in operations full-time, and I always like to say we have a really big extended team, but only two on payroll. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And are you in distribution right now? If so, what does it look like uh, beyond online? Maybe you can describe that just a bit, but are there some retail partnerships that you've executed uh, since the beginning? Yeah, so we actually are mostly in alternative channels. So food service, corporate offices, micro markets. So um, I guess big names would be, you know, Compass Group Canteen. So we have a few regions with them. And then we work with um, some alternative uh, food service distributors as well. Interesting. Um, so was that on purpose? Uh, and, and I'll back up a bit. Um, were you doing that from 18, 19, 20? You said you got going a little bit further, but is that the channel that you were primarily in pre-2020? So pre-2020, so when I say we were incorporated in 2018, I think we had like, we actually had a product in a commercial kitchen by the end of 2019. Um, and then we were in like one retail chain, a small retail chain, and then the pandemic hit. So that's when we kind of stopped, paused everything, scaled up production, um, you know, properly focused on, you know, what it means to build a brand and built Chase and Dreams Farm. Um, and then we actually interestingly went into um, like natural specialty stores in a few regions with some big distributors um, and shifted our focus based mostly based off of like available capital that we had um to channels that required less trade spend uh 
That would make sense. Uh, and some of those that you're in um, allow for that. Again, there was such a disruption in those channels. If anybody's watching this, they would understand uh, or may not as far as that channel. Um, there was just massive disruption in 2020. We had a pandemic, folks. If you weren't around for that, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, so, but, um, uh, and so you, going back to the commercial uh, kitchen comment, um, the pop, uh, maybe it makes sense, I believe, if you actually just have a popper, a hot popper of some sort. But the puff, is it an extrusion? Yeah, so the puff is new. We actually only launched the puffs, hmm. the extruded puffs, a month ago now. Okay, got um, it. Yeah, so the pops, yeah, there's there was absolutely no way that we could have done that. I'm sure you know that very well. Cannot, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could. It would be just expensive and wild. Yes. Um uh, you just have an extruder sitting in front of a, a, a commercial. I don't know. Um, okay. So, so, uh, you're doing one puppet at a time. I've not. Uh, okay. So, uh, then I'm going to kind of move off that, uh, as far as where you're at now, then I'm just going to move it all the way forward. Um, is what were you finding out or what, what did you discover as you were entering or, or exiting or, or trying to have sort of a treasure of, of distribution points. What are those things that you've learned maybe that you can educate others on? Um, I guess I've learned a lot of things now having gone into a few, a few different channels and now in, you know, the food service channel, alternative channel. Um, I think even though I was like pretty educated going into big distribution of KHE, UNFI, et cetera, um, you really have to have money behind you. And um, I think we knew that, but we didn't know to what extent. Um, and what I'd say is you really, really need to have the best of the best partners to help you navigate that. Um, I think what I've learned in the food service world, which I think, you know, when I speak to a lot of founders, they're like, oh my God, it's like all, you know, like roses and sparkly and wonderful. It's challenging too. And it's really, really difficult to navigate, especially like the three big ones, Airmark, Sodexo, Compass Group, because they operate so, so drastically differently. So I think the learning has been, it, it, it requires different resources. It's required different human resources for us to be able to have like really tight, you know, control and conversations with each, you know, uh, from like a, a regional level to a, you know, customer service manager level, et cetera, which is very, very different channel to channel. Correct. Um, it, it is an expensive sport, folks. Uh, and it's um, it takes a lot more cash than you thought uh, it did. Um, and it, that was known for a very, very long time. It just so happens that we're in such a different uh, market today. Uh, not, not just holistically, I'm just talking about specifically CBG because cash is sort of run dry and there's a lot less investment and a lot more less a lot less optimism um it's going to be a lot more difficult than it was than it was even before and so the the, the cash comment or cash requirement comment um i really always want to at least put it into one sphere which is if you plan on scaling like if you are at the if you're at your farmer's market and that's your business model go for it i think that's amazing um you can you could probably cash flow that that business and i i'm a big fan of that I, and that's just because it's such simple form forget trade spend forget all this stuff that you end up spending you're just doing 
hand-to-hand -hand transactions. Your, your, your cost is a buck, you sell it for two. And you're just doing it over and over again. And well, what was my cost? Well, my cost was $200 to enter into the farmer's market. That's it. You know, and yeah, then you yeah. had a homie out there, they were doing that for with you. Like, that's it. And then you do that five, 10 times. You know, you go to the next one, you're in Oakland, you're in Marin County. Sorry, that's North Bay. Shout out, go Dubs. Niner win last night. Fantastic. Anyway, back to the show. Um, you know, I do want go I, to back to that. I do want to say, though, you know, I, I kind of had that kind of that panic moment. Cash is drying up and we have raised investment and it's been like, OK, what are we going to do? And we changed our outlook on things and we kind of said, buckle up, hunker down. And, you know, how are we going to reduce trade spend, get our margins up, even if it's, you know, a, a product and a price point that might not particularly work for retail. Learned a lot about price pack architecture that we're, you know, in a 0.7 ounce single serve bag and we've made that work for us that we actually like have a trajectory that we can be a cash flow business with what we've done, which has been like, I'm like, there's no way that we have to raise millions and millions and millions of dollars to survive, that it's been like pretty creative in Excel spreadsheet in an Excel spreadsheet to make what we have work. Yeah. M many are in that situation where they're they're saying to themselves, I think I can make this work. Um, it's just too late. And, and I, I'm just, this is for, this is just how it is. It's, it's, they're too late. They didn't make those decisions earlier. And there's a lot of, and, and don't feel bad about it. This is for those that it's don't feel bad. And we've all, we're all in this, we're all doing this together. And um, I would also leave the caveat that it's also not that easy. Like, Oh, I, if I just, and I do this and I, I go from a 1.2 to a point and then I do, Oh, and then I negotiate. That, that's it's really easier said than done. And it really might not pencil out the same way that you think and or that you're throwing into this Excel spreadsheet where you're saying, no, I'm in the black if I did X, Y, Z. Ah, it's just mm, it's 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 easier said than done. Uh, where are you going to go? By the way, I just want to throw this out. The last however many shows, I'm at, I don't know, episode 115. I've also had like 25 special episodes. We're getting like 200 episodes over the last couple, two and a half years or whatever, maybe. There's this theme that's been going on. And it, I feel it. I even, can, when I'm talking, I can feel the pessimism in, in my voice. I get founders call me. They will have questions. And like, I'm just so transparent. I, I mean, like, I, I don't do that, like, raw, raw shit. Like, like go get them. Like, it's right around the corner. Again, I don't do that. Stuff, sorry. So, um, uh, don't feel bad if there's a there's a theme here, like on these last episodes, because it's just the environment that we're in, and I can't change that, and I and I I won't. We're talking about what's happening, and um, that helps much more than uh, me throwing around some cliches and stuff like that. So, anyway, I had to decide. Yeah, and I, you know, I I, I think you know it's not perfect in what we've like created and done, but like we've, we've had to figure out a way to survive right now where cash is not available. Like it was, we're fortunate of figuring some of this stuff out before running out of cash. So I guess, you know, on the highest level, what I'm saying is that it's, it's required a reshifting of, we can't burn cash like we used to. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of value that's uh, built and uh, there's a lot of assets that you're um, mounting in your back pocket as you go through instances like this in life. 
this isn't just about business, just in life, right? You're, you're continuously growing um, when you go through muck. Uh, and uh, you have to be a believer in that, um, especially if you are a, a founder or an entrepreneur or whatever it may be, or looking for your next career move. You have to have some element of optimism that's thriving within you. And so I leave that out there. I hope that people take that away as well. It, it, you're in this situation for a reason. I know it feels bad and it's not, it doesn't feel right, but something is over on that other side. Give me the next 12 months. Um, next 12 months, we've got some new flavor launches of the Puffs coming out Q1 next year. Um, and I can't share publicly right now, but we've got some really, really big alternative channels outside of the corporate offices and micro markets that uh, we're working on that'll launch next year. Very cool. Okay. I get your info up there. Sydney's info. Chasen is her last name. Chasen's in the brand name. I said it. It's real. I already fact checked it. Next. We're going to K Karen and Allison, Umai Marketing. Give it to us. What's it all about? Again, I really like the backgrounds. I don't know if that, I like the one with the thing. It looks nice. It's, anyway, go ahead. The one with the thing. I love it. Um, so yeah, we're Umai Marketing. Um, we service and educate CPG brands. Um, we have a course for uh, brands that want to get their hands dirty um, and then we service brands that need to hand it off and focus on every other thing that they have to do in a day. Um, and it's all kind of circled around our method, which we call the core three method. Uh, it's just a really nice foundation to create a nice sales funnel uh, that includes social media, paid advertising and email marketing. Are you jumping in or not? Because then I'll just I'll say something back. Did you let her fly with that? Yeah, I let her fly. She, <laughs> she knows what we do. <laughs> so it, it encompasses basically three facets that you help brands with, which is email, digital, I, digital online, um, and social. Mm -hmm. Those three aspects. Right. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Okay. And it's all focused on CPG, uh, mo mostly all food and beverage. Yeah, uh, we work with a lot of food, bev, pantry brands, um, health, beauty, all that jazz. All that jazz. <laughs> Fair. All right. I get your info up. Karen and Allison's info is there. Sydney's info there. Enjoy the rest of the week. You as well. Be good.